So a few weeks ago, we talked about Snake Road in southern Illinois and how it was commonplace during the migration season to have various different species of snakes um, crossing the road to the point where the road needed to be shut down. Um, no traffic, and DNR is even down there making sure that people aren't bothering these snakes. Well, imagine for a minute, if you will, if instead of snakes crossing the road, it was a giant sulcata tortoise, just perusing down the road, minding his own business. Would you find that out of place? Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. So today on our podcast, episode nine of TDI Live, we're going to talk a little bit about a sulcata tortoise found wandering down the road. Um, a reptile myth, can turtles and tortoises feel through their shell? And uh, I've got a conspiracy for you today, and I think Bill's going to help me out with it. But I want to talk a little bit about the Ukraine and Joe Biden. So uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And I'm Heather. And you are listening to TDI Live. I wake up, but the morning came to break the dark. There is light. So what's new in the world of TDI? Uh, first thing is, I think I should point out that uh, I am sick right now. So what you're hearing in my voice is, in fact, not puberty, but a cold. So, <laughs> so I'm still waiting on puberty. It's not quite here yet. And he's going to give us all the cold in the office. Yeah, I think, uh, I think if the entire store doesn't get sick, we're going to be quite lucky. But, uh, but you know, man, the, the show must go on, so i got to show up. So that's definitely new in the world of TDI. But honestly, I've, I've got to commend our staff. Most, I think just about everybody here comes in when they're sick. I mean, we're a pretty dedicated crew. I very rarely get sick. Do me either. I usually get sick like once every other year. And I'm pretty sure I got sick last year, and I'm sick again this year. Um, but what's new in the world of TDI? So in the last seven days, uh, we have uh, finished our tortoise pen. So you've been hearing about that. Uh, Stephanie and I came up and wrapped it up this last Saturday and got the new tortoise, not the new tortoise, but our existing tortoise moved in, uh, the large male, whose name was Frank, but I think I've renamed him Mitch after my <laughs> good friend Mitch. So I like Mitch. I don't know. He could be Mitch Frank. Or I think Mitch said Frank and Mitch. Um, and then uh, this upcoming week, uh, we're working on revamping some of our stuff for the reptile shows. So if you visit us at the shows, you're going to see a... Um, a refreshed product offering. So we're really rotating out a lot of product and bringing in a lot of new things. And then uh, this Sunday, Stephanie and I will be up here doing a little bit of final rearranging on our live plant section to really kind of get that solidified and done. So that's what's new in the world of TDI, but let's move on to reptile industry news. So Heather, tell us about this sulcata tortoise. Okay, so in Eugene, Oregon, of all places, they saw (laughs) they were getting calls in from people reporting a traffic hazard on the road. And it was actually a huge adult sulcata tortoise just walking around down the road into different lanes of traffic. And, yeah, and then eventually it ended up in a cul-de-sac before they ended up uh, somebody coming to get it. So that's basically what happened. But uh, eventually uh, they took it to a humane society. And, of course, the owner, she noticed he was missing and (laughs) came and got him. So (laughs) It would have been a demolished car if somebody would have hit it. I'm curious, Because there are stupid actually. people, you know, that intentionally try to run over tor- turtles and stuff. But a tortoise so. that size, oh, that's you like would, driving no, over You wouldn't be running over that. You would be, like, hitting like it hitting, and then fl- probably flipping your car or something. Yeah, it'd be, like, <laughs> running over a huh. cow. So I remember when I was in high school in physics class, we would do, like, hypothetical situations of, like, objects colliding. I'm curious what the outcome would be if a car would have legitimately hit that tortoise. 
when, when you say highway, was that like interstate? Or I don't like, think it was a highway. I think it might have been just a like rural road because if it ended up in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. It sounds like a neighborhood or something. It sounds like a neighborhood of some sort. So. Well, what typically happens, at least what I've seen on the sales floor, is people, you know, people get sulcata tortoises. And naturally, this is an outdoor tortoise, so you want to keep it outside. But the problem with sulcatas is they're burrowers. And they'll burrow 10 feet underground in Africa. Yeah, and so you always get these people. Yeah, they're like, oh, I've got a fence. And it's like, you don't think this thing's going to dig under that fence. Yeah, you <laughs> should dig around your fence, say about 30 foot, and then put fence underneath it and yeah. then fill it in. Because I've, I've heard them burrowing, you know, burrows up to 30 feet. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's 30 feet straight down or if that's just 30 feet, you know. They go down, you know, a couple feet, and then they just kind of go straight or whichever way. Mm, that's probably what it is. I mean, they're designed to dig when you look oh, at their yeah. front legs. It's When we were moving Frank and Mitch the other day, <laughs> I mean, I'll be totally honest. I've never really paid attention to, like, the detail on his front legs. And... uh they can rip what, you. What are those? Claws? Toenails? Those like are just talons, really thick scoops. scales. Yeah. Well, just like his really... actual, like, his claw. I hate, they didn't really look like a claw because they're so rounded, but man, they're like yeah. I mean, are they his toenails? Yeah, his toenails. Oh, his toenails, yeah. They're just like pickaxes, and then well, yeah, the scoots on the, his arm. Yeah, the, then the scales on, like, his arms and stuff, and that, that's just all used for digging. So if you guys haven't seen what I'm talking about, um, I'll kind of try to describe it to you. So... This tortoise's front legs, his uh, toenails, they remind me of thumbs. <laughs> like the actual nails. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the thickness of my thumb, but it's a nail. So imagine if all your nails, like look at your thumb and pretend like all of your fingernails were your thumb. And then uh, your forearm is covered with scales about the size of the first digit of your thumb. And they're very, very hard and they stick off of your arm. So a lot of thumbs. So like, imagine like the first digit of your thumb all over your forearm and then you have thumbs coming off of all of your fingers. Yeah. Is that a bad example? You can't picture no, it at all, can I you? Can't, yeah. I'm Thumbs for days. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, and, and it's just they're hard, and that's what they dig with, and they just, they, they it's like little shovels all over yeah. them. Yeah. So when we just set up this cage, you know, half of it is concrete, and then the other half we put three-quarter-inch plywood around, and the bet right now is how long that plywood's going to last. Oh, but you, you told me that, oh, there's no way he's digging through that plywood. Well, I, honestly, I had a dream that he started digging it up, and Stephanie was all like, I told you so. And, uh. For those of you listening... I hope he doesn't bust through down, down the door. Oh, he's not going to bust down the okay. door. I, I mean, he could, but we just make a new one. Um, those of you listening, Stephanie is in the room right now. This is her, her first time in attendance of the podcast, so she's, she's in here listening, as is Miss Chelsea. You guys got to hear from her a little last week. But, um, but anyway, the sulcata, I don't... I mean, even if he does bust through it, it's just a piece of plywood, you know? But uh, I don't know. I got the sanded plywood, so I'm hoping there's no edges that he can, like, hang on to and start peeling apart. I don't know, so... Industry news of the week was the huge sulcata tortoise just perusing down the street, and he was found. So that happens about once a year around here, too, I think. We hear yeah. about someone's sulcata getting out. So uh, let's talk about this reptile myth. Turtles and tortoises can't, you specifically put, can't feel their shells being scratched. That's the myth. So um, do you want to contribute to that? I mean, you spent many years on animal care. Oh, yeah, they, can, they can definitely feel it for sure. So what, what would you do to our sulcata tortoise? Oh, I would, what we'd do is we'd scratch the top of their shell, or I think it's either the top or near the rear end or whatever. Like the butt, basically. Did yeah. you scratch it or rub it? Well, what you do, you just take your fingers and you just scratch, 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 so, scratch. So like... Yeah, Pretty yeah. Much, and yeah. what they would do is they'd stand up really tall, and then they start to swing their butt back and forth, kind of like a dance. There's and all it, kinds of videos <laughs> online of 
tortoises doing that. Yeah, like they'll like they love it so much they'll just like start swinging back and forth and well since the male's like a hundred pounds that's a lot of weight to be throwing around so it's kind of like when you scratch a dog's back and it starts playing the banjo back leg. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my dad used to do. he's playing the banjo yeah tortoises they'll lean into it and everything so they can definitely feel it the, the butt scratch shimmy yeah yeah that's funny so um because it was a thing bill you're gonna have to use your um your maturity on this at your ripe old age. Um, but that was a, it was a thing back in the day where they would like glue things or like, wouldn't they like put harnesses on tortoises shells or nail it into their shell or yeah, something like that? Yeah, hole. Like I remember watching a, uh, when I was younger, watching a documentary on sea turtles. And this is like, I guess it was from like the sixties. And I guess this is when they really started going hardcore, you know, with the conservation and trying to save them. But they would, to, they'd go out in you know the ocean and they'd find them and they would basically harpoon them with these small like darts and stuff into their shell and then they would reel them in and they would bring them in and that's how they used to tag them well you know then like years later they found out oh well you know by the way they can feel through their shell and i know like some people would drill their spine you know, is attached like to their through shell. their like, you know, like tortoises shells or yeah. whatever to put like a name tag on them and but no, they can they can definitely feel that. So, have you ever seen the movie Cannibal Holocaust? No, yeah, don't watch it. Just made me think of it. Those of you that have seen it will know where I'm going with that. <laughs> have you seen it, Chelsea? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, okay. so yeah, it's it's cool though. I mean, because you're you're right, scratching them like that is really neat to see them react because it's almost like scratching a wall. And yeah, know. and you wouldn't think that they could feel through that. But and that's probably where the misconception was like, no, they can't feel through that. But um, but yeah, they they definitely can. So uh, yeah, don't attach anything to your tortoises or turtles' shell. Yeah, it's, it's like, not good to paint them either. Somebody just brought one in that was painted. I yeah. thought like totally painted. I mean, so. like if you paint like a number on it or something. I mean, as long as you don't. You are number their shells two. need to breathe too. Yeah, they need to be able to breathe. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. They're, See? I think they're very the porous. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be just like somebody spray painting a person with paint. <laughs> you know, they're gonna die because you know their skin can't, can't breathe. breathe. Yeah. Hmm. I've heard of actually people dying like that from being spray painted. Yep, spray painted to death. Yep. Wasn't that in like a James Bond film or something? I can't remember. Guy? No, they spray painted a lady with gold paint and she died or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. Well, apparently, like um, you spray paint your whole body gold, you would then the, be a gold uh, member. When they were filming the original Wizard of Oz. It's my Oz. gold member. <laughs> and they, you know, the Tin Man, they painted him with some kind of Oh, paint, I remember that. And with he had issues in that where he would start, basically, because he was in that paint for so many yeah, hours the... filming, he, he would start falling out and stuff. Uh, if he only had a brain, huh? Yeah. Well, he, you know, that would, he had, he wanted a heart. Tin Man wanted the heart? Yes. I thought that was, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was the Scarecrow, Scarecrow that wanted, wanted the, brain. the brain. Well, there goes yeah. my joke. shows how much i know about that i tried to be funny i'm the funniest guy i know cool so um let's talk conspiracy so this is bill's conspiracy moment that i think i hijacked bill comes to me today and he says i don't really have anything for today and i was like man i got something nothing that i can talk about well, I know I, mean, we, I got all kinds of stuff, but I mean, if we want to really go down that dark, no, dark, yeah, we got to be careful with some yeah. of it. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's pretty disturbing. So I'm hesitant to talk politics, um, just because I am politically involved. But I found this to be kind of interesting, and this is this is based off of one article that I read. So I have to point that out. One article. 
Um, but, you know, many of you are familiar that um, President Trump is going through a impeachment um, review right now or inquiry. Uh, but I was reading an article, and I was actually unaware of this, but as part of the impeachment inquiry, I guess the, uh, the Democrats are, um, are pulling Joe Biden from the ticket. Now, Joe Biden is the leading Democratic contender against Trump. So by him being removed from the ticket, that automatically makes Elizabeth Warren the next leading contender. So Donald Trump and Joe Biden are facing off. Donald Trump is now being investigated for impeachment. The leading Democratic contender is now pulled off the ballot. And Elizabeth Warren, per public opinion, doesn't stand a chance against Trump. So here's my conspiracy theory. Was this maybe all set up by Donald Trump to remove Joe Biden from the ticket? I don't know. I mean, it just seems kind of interesting and ironic that Joe Biden is now out. Or if Donald Trump didn't set it up, is this a, a coup within the Democratic Party to remove Joe Biden and, um, you know, kick him off for some reason? Because the, the, Nancy Pelosi knew that Joe Biden would have to be removed from the ticket for the investigation. So if he were their leading contender, you would think that they would wait until after the primary or some other time, you know, to, to do this rather than pull him. So I don't know. I mean, I obviously don't have all the facts and there's a lot of what ifs on this. But it just seems awfully ironic that there's an impeachment inquiry. Joe Biden is, you know, now no longer a contender. And uh, Trump basically has a landslide ahead of him. Um, you're thinking that Hillary's going to throw her name back in, right? I've heard that. Yeah? Yeah, I've heard that from a few people. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's viable to any degree that at the upper level of politics something like this would be done to ensure somebody's nomination or lack thereof or win? Or Well, from what I heard is, like, this whole phone phone call was from that Trump made to the new president of Ukraine. This happened way back in July. And so apparently the the whistleblower and they and another thing with the whistleblower thing is the whistleblower was should have had first-hand knowledge of it. This whistleblower is basically like second or third hand. Well, they changed the law so the whistleblower doesn't have to have actual proof. It's just, well, I heard, you know, so-and-so said this about Trump. So, it's like what we're doing right now. Yeah. just it, Whistleblown. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, Trump is the master troller of the Democrats. It's And I've heard this said before. Why, why mess with your enemy when they're destroying themselves? And that's what the Democratic Party is doing. It's... I think it's freaking hilarious the way he trolls them because... Dude, he trolls everybody. Yeah, and... He got so much free press coverage when he was running for president. Yeah. He just had to send a tweet, and the press was there, and it didn't cost him a penny. Right. And the thing is, like, um, so Adam Schiff made up this big, long list because they didn't think Trump was going to release the the transcript and the audio of his... Uh, phone call with the new president of Ukraine, well, they put all this fake crap out there, and then he goes and releases it. And none of the stuff, like what the whistleblower said and what everybody else basically l propagandized this, what this phone call was, it's, it's all fake. It's hmm. all fake. None of the stuff that they said was on this phone call, Trump just basically cause them to out themselves for and you don't want to watch mainstream media anyway they're they are 
Now, all the real news is on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and, and YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, there's independent and YouTube. YouTube news channels. But um, it's, it's freaking hilarious. And then I also heard that... I heard. <laughs> yeah, another one of them. I heard that possibly, you know, if... Because there's supposedly going to be a bunch of arrests. I mean, at one time there was over 90,000 federally sealed indictments. I'm not sure what it is now. Um, And the average is only like 1,080, I think, a year. And this was like over 90,000 like within two and a half years. So there's a bunch of people going to get arrested for whatever. Well, we'll we'll never know the truth, unfortunately. Yeah, but but, and then I also heard a few people say something about if they get desperate, they might have... uh, Michelle Obama run. Well, either way, I think there's something going on here. I, I think I don't think this is what it appears to be on the outside. I don't know what's at work on the inside, but everything seems like the, the timing is awfully ironic and the circumstances are awfully ironic. And I think on the outside, it's made to look like, hey, there's an impeachment inquiry, but I think there's something at work trying to basically massage the next election with this. Well, do you know what the whole contra or the whole uh, thing with Biden and Ukraine is he basically told this was the former. Now we're talking about are we talking about Joe or his son Hunter? Joe. Okay, but it has something to do with his son. Well, his Joe Biden told the Ukrainian president Nat that he wasn't going to give them the billion dollars for aid. Joe Biden or, said that. I thought Trump said that. No. No. See, and that's that's the thing. You, That's probably what the media is saying. But no, Bo, oh, Biden, Biden, there's so <laughs> oh, many. Biden. <laughs> oh, uh, Joe Biden is on camera at the uh, global finance, some kind of conference or whatever. But he's basically bragging that he told the Ukraine uh, president that if he did not fire this prosecutor that was investigating his son, if they didn't fire him, he wasn't going to give them the Got billion it. dollars. So, and then the Ukraine president said, well, you can't do that. You don't have that power. He goes, call the president. So they basically fired this prosecutor that was investigating Hunter Biden and made that all go away. And uh, and that's why Trump wanted Biden investigated for right, corruption. Exactly. And now, and it's weird. And then they the said that thickens. Biden approved the the next uh, prosecutor. It's like, what country allows another country's, you know, vice president to dictate what, you know, prosecutor is on a case? But anyway, but, I mean, it's like several million from the Ukraine. the rabbit hole over there, Bill? And like over a billion from yep. China. So China's in this as well. <laughs> All right, so. What's well, a huge rabbit hole? I mean, you oh, just. Oh, yeah. It's a large rabbit. Yes. All right. So let's move off of the conspiracy. Let's wrap up with some one other one of uh, Heather's games. What do you What do you have going on today, Heather? Today is another round of favorites. Oh, just what's your favorite? Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Let's start with this one. Who is your favorite famous person, alive or dead, who you would love to meet in real life? Hmm. Who's yours, Heather? J.K. Rowling. Yeah, she didn't even have to think about that. You didn't even like take a breath. Nope. Favorite famous person? I don't know. I think um, I think Stephen Hawking would be fun. I don't know if he and I could. 
necessarily have a conversation, but... I don't really... I can't think of... Um, Bills would be Babe Ruth, because Bill's a huge baseball fan. No. I mean, I, basketball. I do not like sports. <laughs> you I don't have a famous should, person? I can't really think of one. What about Jesus Christ? Well, yeah, him, but I'll, I'll meet him one day. Yeah, you're a pretty so. spiritual person. Yes. Okay. Okay, let's see. What is Yeshua the... Hamashiach. <laughs> okay. What What'd is... you just call me? <laughs> I know, what was that? That is that? Jesus the Christ. Oh, okay. That's Hebrew. That's what I say when I stub my toe. Jesus the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeshua Hamashiach. Okay, so what is your favorite road trip you've ever taken, if you've taken one? God, I hate driving. God, I hate driving. Jesus the Christ, I hate driving. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What's yours? Mine would have to be, and I got in, I ended up in jail. But <laughs> me and a buddy, because I think it was, yeah, I was 19 and my buddy, he was like 17. But it was, a, I think it was that year that we had that real brutal winter up here. Like we got over two feet of Bill, snow. Bill, you were 19. You're talking to me like I would remember this. Yeah. When you were 19, I was, it wasn't even a thought. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, we, were, we got this bright idea because I had my parents' car and I had their gas credit card. So we're like, well, let's go to Mississippi. It's got to be warm there. So we got to Mississippi, and it was still cold there. So we're like, okay, let's go to Florida. And that's the year that, I mean, Florida lost a bunch of orange crops. But we was got to Florida, like the northern part of Florida. And it was like, it's still cold here. Let's, we, so we headed towards the Everglades. And, well, didn't make it to the Everglades. Made it to, uh, I would say Pinellas County because I had I ended up going to Pinellas County Jail for for a little while. <laughs> I guess we <laughs> for should leave out reasons. the details. Yeah, we won't talk yeah. about why. What's your favorite road trip, Heather? Um, probably the road trip we took to Florida a long time ago. We actually did the road trip to Florida to Disney World. It took us two days, but yeah, we did a lot of that when I was a kid. That would probably be it. Um, I had a pretty cool road trip to Omaha, Nebraska, with my son and a friend for a jujitsu tournament. Uh, that was pretty cool, but generally, generally I hate driving. I like to yeah. fly. I used to like driving, and I would drive because I knew people in uh, Panama City Beach, Florida, and then I knew people in, um, I think it was High Point, North Carolina. So I went to those two places a lot, but I drove straight through. I mean, yeah. But I, nowadays I, I drive as little as possible. And I've never really been f- west of, I would say, Oklahoma. I don't think I've ever been. I've been to F- Dallas, Fort Worth when I was. I've been younger. to the airport in Dallas, but uh, nothing west. I've been in a, in a lift in Dallas. I saw like the interstate. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to do this just this last one since we're running a little long. Uh, it's for uh, this kind of in the spirit of October for Halloween season. What is your favorite horror movie? Hellraiser. <laughs> if you're going for straight horror, it is so gruesome. God, I love Hellraiser. I want to watch it with my kids, but I can't because of the sex. And it's like, maybe when Landon's a little bit older. Yeah. But, uh... Do you have a favorite one, Bill? I, I kind of like 13 Ghosts. Um, oh, I remember that movie. I remember that, yeah. That was a cool one, actually. And I'm trying to... Th- I would say that one, but, I mean, there's several. Yeah, Hellraiser's not, like, my favorite Halloween movie, like, scary movie, but when you, like... Well, there's as far how as many like Hellraisers horror, are there? There's quite oh, there's a, a ton. Few. The first one, though. Actually, the second one is, I think, a little more gory than the first. I think but... I remember the first one. Well, I remember the first one for sure, but then I can't remember if I watched... I think I watched the second one, but I'm not sure. The blood and gore was just so ahead of its time. 
The first one was where they had the that box snatched out all those yeah. hooks and grabbed somebody and pulled them apart. Oh uh, yeah, right. I yeah, that. yeah. My favorite would have to be. I used to watch uh, Nightmare before. No, uh, no, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, those yeah. are scary. Yeah. What about yours, Chelsea? You got a favorite horror movie? Um, probably anything Stephen King. Yeah. Like, like Pet Cemetery. I'm, I'm not into the big, the big gory stuff. Is not very scary. Remember Zelda it's, it's really... on Pet Cemetery? The sister uh, that was like all deformed, yeah. under, like, crawling on the floor. Like, ah! Oh god, that freaked me out as a kid. There was one movie that scared the crap out of me, and it was Bigfoot. It was Legend of Boggy Creek. <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. No. <laughs> but big, I had nightmares from watching that movie, and I was younger when I seen it. But that was one of my, and I used to have nightmares about bigfoot trying to attack me do you want one stephanie that you want to share favorite scary movie no i don't watch scary movies all right guys well we'll go ahead and wrap this up we tend to our episodes are getting longer and longer i (laughs) hope you don't mind it's just what we do so um again episodes are released every thursday this is officially episode nine you can find us on itunes spotify stitcher uh podbean and youtube Yay. Nailed it. Yay. And um, we record every Wednesday. And uh, we're kind of getting to a point now where if you'd like to hear us talk about something, um, we're getting this pretty solidified. So drop an email to matt at the TDI.com. Uh, send us a message on any social media outlet, and we'd be glad to take it into consideration. So once again, I'm Matt. And I am Bill. And I'm Heather. And Chelsea and Stephanie are in the room, and you are listening to TDI Live. Thank you for listening to Tie-Dyed Iguana's podcast, TDI Live. And don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thetdi.com.